listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. All right. Hey, ladies, welcome back to Nonstop Mom podcast. Uh, Thank you for joining us this week. This is one you are not going to want to miss. So go ahead and share this broadcast. Get it out there on social media. Um, If you haven't already, I've got over 500 women in the private Facebook group um, called Nonstop Mom. I'd love for you to be a part of it. I do giveaways from time to time. I do lives on there uh, talking directly to the women that are in that group. Uh, So I don't want you to miss any of the things that are going on. Uh, Each Friday, I release a podcast. I do release blogs. Um, I do that a little more sporadically just... (laughs) because my lifestyle is completely busy. But um, thank you for joining us this week. Um, I have, again, my wonderful mother-in-law. If you missed the first podcast we did together on raising godly children, I highly encourage you to go back and do that, even if you don't have kids yet. It's stuff that you need to know for when you jump into motherhood. Um, So this week, I thought it would be really awesome to get her wisdom on marriage. Uh, how long have you been married? It'll be 41 um, oh, I was close. in August, Teddy I think. Teddy and I were guessing the other day, and I said, I think it's 40 or 41. I think it's going to be 42. <laughs> Teddy said, well, at least I know it's 37. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be 42. 42 in August. 42 years of marriage in August. Um, she runs in a full-time ministry, Faith Alive. She has traveled full-time since she got out of Bible school. And she is one of the best godly examples of a, of a wife I've ever seen. So it is a great honor to have her uh, on this podcast today. Um, there's a few questions I had asked her in advance um, of teaching us young ladies how to be the best wife we can be, what the representation is it as a Christian wife, how our home is supposed to be, how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to run. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that the world comes come at us because the divorce rate is really high, yes, higher it than is. it's ever been. Right? Yes. So it's like, it seems like people are just getting the easy way out. A lot of lies um, that people hear, if you're not compatible, you may have married the wrong person. If you're not happy, don't stay in an unhappy situation. You deserve more. You know, people get with their girlfriends and instead of getting with the right girlfriends that encourage them that what the Bible says or you need to work it out or this and that, they just say, nope, you got to get out of there. Find someone else that makes you happy, you know, move on real fast. No big deal. Um, and this is in the Christian world. This isn't even the world. Right. We're talking about Christian women here. Yes. Uh, marriage is 50-50 relationship. You know, that. That sounds good, like we're both doing our equal part, but in my mind, it really is a hundred and a hundred. You can't both go half in and think that that's going to equal the hundred. I believe that each person has to give a hundred and a hundred to make it work. So I have my mother-in-law here today to touch on a few things and what the Lord's pressed upon her heart, what she's learned over the 42 years of marriage. Uh, you know, I'm only 13, so I'm going to be receiving a lot of this information myself to make it work. But um, just to start off uh, with the young ladies that are listening, how would you like to start by encouraging them to... Um, yes, um, actually... 
women are very powerful and women actually hold the key to marriage. Yes. Take notes, we ladies. Hold, <laughs> we hold the key to marriage. Uh, basically, husbands are basically very simple. Yeah. They're very simple, but women are the ones that can be very emotional. Yeah, we are. Full of drama. Um, And there are keys that we can use to have a great marriage. And so we're going to deal with some of those today. Okay. um, So I would say, let's, let's ask this first question. What does true biblical submission to your husband mean to you? Okay. And what does the word say about it? I'm going to start with um, uh, the foundation for marriage. And we're going to discuss right now, um, we have an enemy. He's the devil. And he tries to pervert everything that God has made. He hates God. The Bible tells us in Isaiah, I'm going to read it to you. In, uh, let's see, Isaiah... Chapter 14, verses 12, 13, and 14. This is what the Bible says about the devil and how he was an angel and he got kicked out of heaven. Jesus said he, fa- he saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And it says in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12, How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. What Satan was trying to do was to usurp his authority over God. He wanted to be like God, not in a good way, but in a jealous way. He was jealous of God. He wanted to be like God. God said, you won't, and kicked him out of heaven. But then God said in Genesis, let us make man in our own image, in our likeness. So we are created in the likeness of God. We're like him in every way. That's good. And so because the devil hates mankind, because we are what he always wanted to be, his ultimate desire and purpose and plan is to destroy mankind in any way he can. He wants to destroy our bodies with sickness, disease, accidents. Right. Any way, abortion. Yeah. He wants Before to kill he us. Even come out. He wants to kill all of God's beautiful creation. What is more precious, innocent, and beautiful than a little newborn baby? Yeah. But the devil has uh, no respect for humanity. Right. He will attack a little baby with terrible diseases to kill us. And he wants to destroy in every way. He brings poverty to mankind to destroy us in that way. And he tries to destroy the beautiful uh, holy matrimony that God created. He made man and women. He made them Adam and Eve. And he created the first marriage. He created marriage. And it's a beautiful thing, a man and a woman together. 
We can do great things together. He told us to get together, to be fruitful, and to multiply and fill the earth with people. And the devil has people believing lies, like there's because they don't believe that God created the earth and God has a plan and provision, they have fear. They think there's too many people on the earth. There's actual people that believe we need to get rid of a lot of people. Yeah. We need to get rid of people through all kinds of evil things. And, uh, but God is almighty and all wise. And what he's created, he has made enough, enough space for all the people in the world. He has a great plan, but he wants to, he wants to destroy marriage. Yeah. And so one of the ways that he wants to destroy marriage is to pervert it and to make it all twisted and to cause families just to be destroyed, you know? And so, but God's great and precious word is our instruction manual. And as we follow it, we don't want to be like the world. We don't want to be like the devil. We want to do it God's way so that it can be wonderful. It can be filled with love, peace, and joy, and um, long life. And so, one of the ways that we can do that is by following God's word, God has a plan of authority in the earth. And if we don't understand the plan of authority, we won't understand the family. Um, Nothing works great unless you have a leader and those that follow. You think about the army. Yeah, you know, that's true. There has to be leaders and those under them, and they carry out their job, and those under them carry out their job. Nothing works unless you're in a perfect authority, and that's true of the home. Right. The, uh, the authority of the home helps it to work perfectly. And so there's no actual two heads. There's only one head. Yeah. Two heads. Two makes a monster, right? Two makes a monster. <laughs> but one head and... We are helpmeets working along together with our husbands. The Bible says the husband is the head of the home. Yeah. And so... Because um, I feel like nowadays women take that word submission, especially mm-hmm. with like this big feminist movement that's right. out, as like an evil word. Yes. But there's nothing wrong with that word. Right. And so when we read the Word of God and it gives us um, the plan, it's, it's great. And so, um, let's read Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5 is really great. I like to read out of the Amplified Bible. The, The reason I like the Amplified Bible is because the Greek language actually has about 5 million words in it. And the English language has less than 200,000 words. Wow. And so what the Amplified Bible does is it, it takes the Greek words and it, it, it adds, it, ha- it helps to explain what the Greek words are. Like an English word for love, we just have love, but in Greek there's several words for love. So when you read the Amplified, it helps you to understand the Greek. And so in Ephesians chapter 5, I think if we just read some of these scriptures, it just... It, it talks about it, yeah. yeah. So let's start with verse 21. 
in in the Ephesians chapter 5, he's talking, Paul is talking to the Ephesians about how marriage should be. And verse 21 says, Be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Wives, be subject, be submissive, and adapt yourselves to your own husbands as a service to the Lord. So if you really want to serve God and you want to please Him, then we have to do it God's way. Yeah. And so we're going to adapt ourselves to our husbands. A lot of women just want their husbands to adapt to them. Yeah, they want to change them. Yeah. And, And, you know, and when I, you know, I got married at 23, so... You know, I've, I feel like, because I did this at first, was your father was the main man in your life growing mm-hmm. up. And I had right. a wonderful father that did all these wonderful things. So I saw how he was as a husband and how he was as a dad. But then, you know, I had to realize that who I marry might not do everything my father did. Yes. And instead of trying, you know, a lot of wives try to change their husband because that's what they know. And like you said, they're not adapting. When actually I needed to change some things, I needed to work on certain things and let things go Mm -hmm. and stop being like, you know. I'm sure husbands hear this like from their wives, you know, you're not like my dad. And mm-hmm. that's the last thing they want to hear. That right. makes them feel like puny, you know yes. what I mean? That they're not special or different. Like they got to now compare to their father-in-law. And I'm sure that causes inner strife, you know, right. that other people might not even know. But I like how that, that amplified words that adapts to their husband. Yes. And verse 23, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. So it's not a bad thing to be submissive to your husband. No. It's just like when you're a Christian, you submit to Christ. Correct. It shows that the husband also has to submit to Christ. Right. He submits to Christ. We submit to our husbands. And that's the order of authority that the Bible talks about. Christ himself, the Savior, his body. As the church is subject to Christ, so let wives also be subject in everything to their husbands. Husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And let's skip to verse 28. Even so, husbands should love their wives as being, in a sense, their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. For no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and carefully protects and cherishes it as Christ does the church. Now let's skip down to 31. It says, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And we can insert right here. (laughs) Bonnie's version. We're going to insert, talking about in-laws, In-laws can be a a problem. Yeah. Um, So it's it's talking about... I'm I'm kidding. If you heard my other podcast, I I super love my (laughs) mother-in-law. Thank God. We love one another. (laughs) And so the husband, it says he shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. One of the things that's that's really hard in marriage is when, uh, let's say, a, a wife is not happy about things. She starts talking to everybody about it. Her yeah. mom, her mm-hmm. dad, yeah, against the husband. It starts turning them against the husband. 
Yeah. It causes major problems. Yep. And it's stuff that they should never even know about. No. Or the in-laws or even your own actual parents mm-hmm. try to get in your business, financial yes. business or your marriage or how you guys parent and stuff like that. Yes. And it definitely causes strife. Right. So verse 32, this is a mis- this mystery is very great, but I speak concerning the relation Christ and the church. However, let each man of you without exception love his wife as being in a sense his very own self and let the wife see that she respects and reverences her husband. And in this verse, verse 33 in the Amplified Bible, it has a lot of words that shows what respect and reverence means. And I want to just go over these and look at them closely because they're so important. And if you don't have an Amplified Bible, go ahead and get one, or it's on the U version, is one of the uh, versions is the Amplified You can look it up because this really helps to explain what does it mean to actually respect and reverence your husband. It says, let the wife see that she respects and reverences her husband, that she notices him. She notices him. She notices him and she takes notice of him. That's good. She regards him. She honors him. She prefers him. She venerates and esteems him. And that she defers to him, praises him, and loves and admires him exceedingly. <laughs> I think that we need to like read that every day. It's true. As wives, we need yeah. to remind ourselves every day that our number one priority after the Lord, you know, because really... The Bible teaches as Christians we're to die to our own self, that we should die daily yeah. to our own self-will, and we should lay ourselves on that altar and die every day. Yeah. You know, a lot of <laughs> husbands come home, and the it's not a praise when they walk in. It's stress, and I'm tired, and blah, 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 blah. When it said, you should read that verse, like you said, every day. Yes. And Praise him, compliment him, build him up. Mm-hmm. But it's not—it's not even only just for him. Right. It's for us. Yeah. It's—it's it's our attitude and it's our mindset yeah. and it's the way that we need to um, try to every day say, "I adore my husband." Yeah. You know, when we have faith, we speak our faith with our mouth. Like when you have doubt in your heart. The, the way to overcome doubt in your heart is that you speak your faith out of your mouth because faith resides in within you and doubt is in your mind. And when you're trying to overcome something, you take that faith that's within you and you speak it out of your mouth. That overcomes the doubt that's in yes. your mind. And so every day you have to remind yourself, I submit to the Lord Jesus, and I submit to my husband. I love my husband. I choose. Yeah. You know, life, love is a choice. It's yep. not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It's a decision. Yeah. I choose to love my husband. That's I right. choose to I honor choose. him. I choose to respect him. I choose to adore him. I, I defer to him. Yeah. I've learned that more and more as marriage has gone on as I've become more mature in my age and as a person that that you choose 
how you handle things. Yes. You choose your answer. You choose your reaction. Mm-hmm. You choose to let it go. Yes. You choose that that how we are is going to set the tone in the home. Yes. Now, it also, he sets the tone in the home too, but if you both are doing what you're reading here in the submission to each other, then the tone will always be nice because you're both choosing what the uh, biblical submission is saying. Yes. It's so wonderful as a wife. I I heard this this, um, one time sort of about the, the home and about, let's say, the husband is like the heavenly father. He's the head of the home. And then the children... You know, you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the wife is like the Holy Spirit. The wife is literally the spirit of the home. She can make the spirit of the home. It doesn't even matter if you have a terrible, wicked, evil husband. The wife has the power to change her home. Yep. She has the power with her actions and with her words to make the home whatever she wants it to be. Yeah. Through When you're a Christian, especially if you have faith and God is on your side and helping you to make your home the way that it's supposed to be, you can, you can form how you want your home to be by your words and your actions. Yes. And... Um, so this this is powerful, but I also have I had taken down if I can go ahead and read this of what course, I had written yes. down. I had written down something this that really um, a lot of a lot of you have husbands that are not saved, and I want to deal with that situation right now. And we're going to read First Peter three, First Peter chapter three. If you have your Bible. Go ahead and turn to 1 Peter chapter 3. God's word is so wonderful. 1 Peter 3, verses 1 through 4. In like manner, you married women, be submissive to your own husbands, subordinate yourselves as being secondary to and dependent on them, and adapt yourselves to them. So that even if any do not obey the word of God, that's an unsaved husband. Yep. So that even if any do not obey the word of God, they may be won over, not by discussion, but by the godly lives of their wives. How you act, your attitude, and how you carry yourself makes all the difference. Yeah. Okay, verse 2 of chapter 3. When they observe the pure and modest way in which you conduct yourself, pure and modest way, just to be pure in your heart, in your attitude, not not to act like, well, I'll respect him, I'll submit to him, and then roll your eyes. Yeah. That's not in your heart. Or or I'll be nice if he's nice, Mm -hmm. you know, or use some kind of manipulation Yes. To, to get, you know, whatever what you want to do it right. Mm-hmm. When they observe the pure and modest way in which you conduct yourselves together with your reverence for your husband, you are to feel for him all that reverence includes to respect, to defer to, to revere him, to honor, to esteem, to appreciate, prize, 
and in the human sense to adore him, that is, to admire, praise, be devoted to, deeply love, and enjoy your husband. Let not yours be the merely external adorning with elaborate interweaving and knotting of the hair, the wearing of jewelry or changes of clothes, but let it be the inward adorning and beauty of the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible and unfading charm of a gentle and peaceful spirit, which is not anxious or wrought up, but is very precious in the sight of God." So we want, to, we want to please God in the way that we act. And in pleasing God and doing all of these things in these verses, you can get your husband saved. Yeah. You can truly, truly pray for him, truly love him, truly speak words of... Um, right into salvation. Yes. That's powerful. And, and just to tell him, the Lord tells me that you are... Even an unsaved husband, the Lord tells me that you are the head of our home, and I will submit myself to you. I will love you. Right. I will respect you. I will honor you. I will adore you. Right. Because the Lord tells me to. Yeah. You know, it, it may not always be easy. Right. And, you know, but it, I feel like we allow ourselves out in the world mm-hmm. to submit more to people who in the end don't even matter than our own mm-hmm. husbands where we want to have a good marriage and we want to have a peaceful and a joyful life. You know, yes. people aren't talking back to their bosses, you know, because they're getting a paycheck. Yeah. But I mean, the paycheck for us is that our home is in peace. We yes. love each other. We're growing deeper and deeper in love with each other. Mm-hmm. Our kids are happy. Our, you know, ha- having kids see a stable marriage is so comforting to them yes it It, is i mean it it's everything for them yeah there's no worry they're not nervous there's no Mm -hmm. fear it's not it's everything it's like so peaceful and calm for them so we have to work even harder within our home because it's true we tend to we can always be a little snappier with people we're close to and Mm -hmm. family and you know people that we we feel like we can but we also have to remember to just watch it because it's everything where I, this is one thing I teach my kids I'm big on is like, you two need to respect each other mm-hmm. and between the girls. Um, and you don't be, you don't, you're not nicer to people outside of this family than yes. you are to within your own family first. Yes. Like that's a major thing that I teach them because they can be, you know, rough with each other. And then when their friends come around, oh, they're so, they want to share, they want to do this, they mm-hmm. want to be so kind. And it's like, no, we're not fake. How you are with your family, you're going to respect and love us here and and then you can do that to the outside of, of our family. Yes, and also to respect their dad. Oh, yeah. If, if a woman doesn't respect her husband, the children will not respect him. No. They will speak back to him. I've they will be disrespectful to him. and heard some crazy and stuff. And this is, this is against the word of God because it's, the children are supposed to honor and respect oh, yeah. their dad. And they're supposed to be obedient. Yep. Children should never speak back, talk back to their, you know dad and so the woman sets the tone if she speaks respectfully to her husband correct the children hear that and they will um but how awesome it is for a man who isn't saved who hasn't met the lord yet and is unsure you know they just they don't know they just want to be a man's man they just want to do you know and but for but for their to hear their their wife say 
the Lord says you're the head of our home. Right. That's what they really are are. and what Mm -hmm. they're supposed to be. And that helps them to see, wow, God wants me to be the head of the home. And and wow, he wants my husband, my wife, to be submissive to me, to respect me and honor me and adore me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And it turns them towards Jesus. And actually men would rather have and is more important to them to be respected than to be loved. Yeah. That's Wim- so women want to be loved, but men have to be respected. And so you can say, "Oh, I love my husband," but if you treat them disrespectfully and the way talk to them disrespectfully, that completely turns them off. Yeah. And it's very hard for them to love their wife that acts that way. Yeah. I have like you said with the kids, I have seen Oh, wives my age, you know, people I know, and the way they talk to their husbands, I have to, like, turn around and look somewhere else. <laughs> I'm like, oh, brother. And then, like you said, five minutes later, here comes the kids talking the same way, telling their dad what to do, and I'm just like, oh, buddy. <laughs> I've got to go now. <laughs> well, in the world, the, in the world, in, in, the, in our culture that we have right now, and since the 1960s, and the feminist movement that we've had that is, has right. really since then, it has caused so much destruction in families. Yes. And it has caused so much hurt in children because women have refused to take, take their place and do what they're supposed to do. I just wanted to mention how, you know, that it's part of the devil's plan to get women to be dis- disrespectful to their husbands. Yes. It's part of his plan to destroy the families. I agree. And it, if you're a woman and you say, and you pride yourself, I'm the boss of my home and I say what goes. Now, I'm a, I'm a woman that I want to see everything happen that will help the ministry to go forward, to see our family to go forward. Yes, you do. And I do, I do a lot. Women do a lot. They run the home, literally. They really run the home. And the Bible says that women should guide the home. That's what what we should be doing. We should take care of business. Yeah. And we are strong, and we are wise, and we're filled with wisdom and understanding. Especially when you're a Christian, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. God helps you to be a wise, strong, and powerful, and confident woman, but in subjection to our husband. He's the head, you know? But if you say, and you pride yourself, I'm the boss of my home, and I say what goes, do you know that you're displeasing to the Lord? Yeah, that's a right. You are displeasing to the Lord. And any Christian woman who truly loves the Lord and wants to serve the Lord does not want to be displeasing to Him. We want to please the Lord so that we can live in His blessing We don't want to live under a curse because we're not obedient. We don't want our families to be destroyed because we're not doing what the Word says. So don't pride yourself in saying, I'm the boss of my home. Yeah, because a lot of women feel that way because their husbands are gone all day and, you know, they're home or they say, you know, well, my husband works all these shifts, so really I am the head of my home. But, it, you know, maybe when he's gone, when you're taking care of the kids, mm-hmm. but sure. when, when he comes home, it doesn't matter how long he's been at work, mm-hmm. he steps back into that position. Yeah. And we have to learn to step back. Right. 
But even even like you are the authority, you know. But you're you're the authority under him. Yeah. It's just like a policeman underneath the sergeant. Right. He still has authority. He but he is under his other authority. Correct. You know. Yeah. And so you still have authority in your home. Just your husband is above you. you yeah. Know? Yep. And um, is it's a great plan that the Lord the Lord has. So we have to always make sure that we are not out of order in that order of authority. Otherwise, it will destroy our home. Out of order causes chaos. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to go on to number two? Yes, I can. So that's what we've learned about um, what submission means Mm -hmm. to us as women and a good godly example there from the word. Um, What are... I would say, what are your top three qualities a godly wife should strive for? Especially a lot of these young moms that are listening who have been married five years or less, you Mm -hmm. know, or just getting married. What is it that, you know, and even me, I'm still always learning, but as far as top three qualities a godly wife should strive for? I think part of um, these things that we just read here in the Word... um, is part of uh, part of your respect and honor towards your husband is not to be controlling. Um, we have we have women who who like to and we're supposed to be guiding the home, yeah. and we do have authority. We do have a lot of things that we are supposed to be doing, but it's not our job to control our husbands. Right. It's not our job to tell them how to drive. What to wear. All right. Rebuke received, Bonnie. I (laughs) get it. (laughs) It's not our job. Let me just say this. We have to mind our own business. Yeah. And this is is something that... That's a good one I've had to learn over the years. Every single woman has to learn this because we... It's part of our makeup of guiding the home. Mm -hmm. It's part of our makeup of wanting everything to go our way and to, to, to be the way... It, it should be. Yeah. But it's not our job to control them in any way. Right. It's the Holy Spirit's job to control your husband. And so this is something that we all have to work on every single day. I mean, we, ha- we are so tempted to tell them what to wear, tell them how to get to a place. You know what I mean? There are so many little areas where we just want to control what they say, where they go, what they do. About what they're eating, Mm -hmm. you know, because you don't think, you know, it's right or this and that. Yes. But like, I've learned that from you over the years is just go to the Lord, pray about it. Let the Holy Spirit show them because that's really what's going to be the change exactly you might annoy them to change for you know nag them to death to change for like a week or a month on a certain situation but it has to really be an inward change yes and you can't do that like you said the holy spirit's just going to be the inward change so you need to talk directly to him right and get him to talk to your husband exactly and change so that's a lot of stuff that i've done over the last years yeah like if something's really bothering me Mm -hmm. or it's like i'm like lord just show show ted show ted i'm i'm bringing this to you lord show him and reveal it to him Mm -hmm. and then have him come to me and let's and let's work this out or let's talk about it and i don't mean like holding it in where in that meantime 
I'm giving you the cold shoulder. Right. You know what I no, mean? no. Like a lot of women do that. Yes. And they hold stuff in. Talk, talk to your husband, communicate. Mm-hmm. Say something's bothering you. But like I said, if it's something that they need to change on or you're mm-hmm. asking them to make this change, it's got to be an inward change by yes. the Holy Spirit. Yes. You pray for them every day. And like you say, if there's something, I always pray this way. I say, Lord, my husband is your man. Yeah. That's and good. I pray, Lord, you make him what you want him to be, not what I want him to be. As long as he is what God wants him to be, I'm okay with it. Help him to be the best he can be. Help him to be the best in every area. Just continue to work on him and make him what you want him to be. We need to concentrate on ourselves. (laughs) We need to say, Lord, help me to be the best I can be. Yeah. We got a big enough job with our own selves, never mind trying to control anybody else. Because the first thing (laughs) I always think of is, what do they need to change when mm-hmm. really it's like, Lord, what do I need to change mm-hmm. to make me a better wife? Yeah. I don't think a lot of women ask that. It's always like, Lord, change my husband, help him do this, help him see this. It mm-hmm. should be like, Lord, open my eyes. Mm-hmm. What what areas do I need to work on? Do I need to step back on? And and I've learned that over the years, not to make things such a big deal. Yes. You know what I mean? You yes. Pick and choose your battles. Not everything, you know, I've learned what Ted's strengths are. Mm-hmm. And I've learned, you know, what his weaknesses are. And so I don't go after him with that. I just take care of it myself. Yes. I'll get help from another area, you know, an avenue or something like that. And, and it keeps peace in our home. Yeah. And what his strengths are, you know, I praise him for it. I'll ask him for help in that area. Mm-hmm. And then the other you you got to figure out another way. Like I said, you can't compare him to the dad you had or another, mm-hmm. you know, ma- fi- male figure that was in your life growing up, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be a grandparent or something like that, you know, whoever was close to you. But you have to... Um... You're right. We don't, we don't want to con- be controlling. Yep. And another thing that I really t- t- like to touch on right now is in the area of sex. <gasps> really? I've got to do this. We're going to go there. <laughs> We're going to go there. Because that is... Look, now my armpits are all sweaty. <laughs> this, this is the way that men show love to their wives. Yep. Now, men and women are different. Women love love. They love snuggles, right. cuddles. Um, you know, but men show their wives love by sex. Mm-hmm. And a Christian wife should not say no to her husband. Right. It's you funny should you say this up yes. Because I was just going to do a podcast on this coming up. <laughs> Good. Do a so. great <laughs> podcast on it. But we need to touch on it right it's now. It's true. Yeah. Because, of course, a loving and good husband will understand if you have a headache once in a while. Which you shouldn't have if you're a Christian because we believe in healing. Yep, lay hands on your head. And we don't receive any sicknesses or any diseases in our bodies. That's right. We choose to walk in health and healing. Amen. But you should receive from your husband his love. Yeah. And the Bible says your body is not your own. Right. But your body belongs to your husband and your husband's body belongs to you. Yes. So... um, You should always work on that area. You should never withhold that from your husband because you're mad at him. Right. That's wrong and it's displeasing to the Lord. 
And so we need to always try to come together in love. Or you're tired. I mean, I get it. Yes. I get it that people have had long days and you're tired. But it's like, if if that becomes an excuse every night. Right then there's something wrong because that intimacy does bring you closer. Yes. Besides just the respect and the submission and the love, like the the Lord made that yes. to have between a husband and a wife yes. to keep you close mm-hmm. because, you know, and you wonder why people are having affairs mm-hmm. and finding it elsewhere. Yes. Because it's obviously a lack in, in their home yes. or some kind of issue there. Right. And I remember... A famous man of God made this statement one time. He said, if the wife doesn't spread the table at home, her husband will go out to eat. <laughs> I was trying not to laugh, but I'm sorry. If the, it, it, it bears repeating. Yeah. If the wife laugh. does not spread the table at home, the husband will go out to eat. <laughs> and we don't want that to happen. <laughs> We don't want our husbands going out to eat. Poor Ted. He's going to have to listen to his mom talk about sex. (laughs) Well, maybe he won't listen to this podcast. But I mean, it's very, very important. It's, It's a huge part of the relationship. Yes. Another huge part is finances. Now you that, need to come to an agreement yep. with your finances. That is a number one thing for divorce. Yes. It, it causes a lot of stress. So you need to come into agreement. You need to have a budget. You need to make, need to agree as to how much you need to spend, how much you're making, and live within your income. You need to pay your tithes, pay your offerings. We had a lady write in on our one of our last Facebook Lives, and she said... My husband's not a Christian, but I want to tithe and give. What should I do? Oh, we get that a lot. And that's a, a big question that a lot of women have. Their husbands are not saved. And we just discussed, you know, how you can act towards your husband if he is not a Christian. And you can tell him, I, you are the head of my home. The Lord says you are. I honor you. I respect you. And I want to do what you Tell me to do. But if you talk lovingly to your husband and say, I love the Lord so much and I really want to give to the Lord. Yeah. You know, you you just work at it that way. Yeah. You and know? you might have to get your own job to have yes. your own money. Because if you have your own money and he allows you, you know. Yeah, because to, it's, you know, to, to I'd pay be more scared off of yours. the Lord than my husband when it comes to the curse for not tithing. The Lord, the Lord wants you to be obedient to your husband and to submit to your husband. And if if you, most husbands, you know, they love their wives and they want to they want to make their wives happy. They really do. They love to be that prince charming. Yeah. And to be to be the help and to be the hero in your in your home. And if you tell them that you really want to give to the Lord, most husbands will agree. You know, so it's something you can work on, but. Just you have to work on it in love and in honor and respect. Yeah, because uh, like like we said at the beginning here of point number three is that di- most divorces are caused by financial struggle. Mm-hmm. Everyone's not on the same page. Yes, I mean if you have to give up give up some things for a little bit yeah. to budget, you guys both have to agree on that. Yeah, S- and you know something some stuff for hobbies. You could even tell your husband, you know, 
to, to show him how much you really love the Lord would be to say that I'm not going to buy my next outfit. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm not going to buy the next thing that I really wanted because I'd rather it, you know, I'd really rather give it to the Lord. This would show him right. that you, you mean business and you're serious. That's true. You know? That's true. And so, yeah, it, there's nothing like having a wonderful home to have love in your family, to love your husband, to have your husband love you. The most important thing for children is to have, like you said, a good home where parents don't fight. And But to be a wife that is a drama queen and just is constantly fighting um, and di- being disrespectful and ending up leaving just you don't make me happy and I'm not happy in this marriage and I'm not staying in this marriage just for no good reason to leave your children's father so that they don't have their dad in their life anymore is terrible right unless you're being beaten up yeah (laughs) I mean that's what the bible says yeah you're supposed to work it out unless your husband is sleeping away every night with other people um, you need to work at having a wonderful marriage, a wonderful home, and a place where your children can grow up with their dad. A dad is so important in children's lives. They need their dad. That's true. You cannot just say, I don't, you don't make me happy anymore, and I'm out of here. Yeah. Like you said at the beginning, the devil's after family. Yes. And he can break that up. Then it not only destroys um, your like your relationship, the kids are seriously affected by seriously, it. Seriously, seriously. You might as well put a dagger through their heart. Yeah, because now if, they have to choose certain situations. How dare you? I mean, I seriously think this. How dare you? Just getting mad, guys. To take away their dad for no good reason. Right. That is so selfish and displeasing to the Lord. When you have the power in your hands to change your home and your marriage, all you have to do is submit to you know submit um, to the Lord and die to your self will and do it for your kids, do it for your husband, do it for your home. You yeah. know you can do it. You can have a great marriage. Now nothing is perfect, and it takes work every day because sure. people are constantly changing, situations are constantly changing. Every day is not the same. Things are constantly evolving. So you have to always, always work at having a happy home. That's right. And having a good relationship. And working at raising your children or whatever. Um, But you can do it. You can do it. You You can choose to walk in love every day. And you know, with the with the Lord, you can say nothing is impossible. All things are possible. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Just draw on His love. Just draw on His power. When you don't have it within yourself, He will give it to you because He doesn't ask you to do it if He if He can't empower you to do it. Right? He will empower you to do what He asked you to do. You can do it. I like that. I like that for a lot for moms mm-hmm. and wives because, yes. like she just said, he's asked you to do something. He didn't ask you to do something that you're not powerful enough to mm-hmm. handle. Right. That's what I love about 
uh, really Proverbs 31. Yes. I was just reading that the other day and I text Teddy. I was like, I'm not a Proverbs 31. <laughs> I don't make my own clothes and sell them in the market. <laughs> well, that but, was her culture of no, the day. I know. <laughs> but I was just like joking him. But if you go to Proverbs 31, it's a whole chapter on things women have the ability to do. Yes. So he's made us multitaskers. So we can have a good marriage. We can have peace in our home. Yes. We can have authority and happy children. So we can have it all. Yes. I know the whole saying is like, you can't have your cake and eat it too, but <laughs> you really can. Yes, you can. You can sit on the couch in peace with your family and eat cake yes, in, yes. in a show. <laughs> yes, you can. But it's true. Yes. Let, why don't we just read some yeah, of the scriptures from Proverbs 31. And if you have your Bible, and I'm going to read from the Amplified Proverbs 31, and we'll start with, chat, with verse 10. A capable, this is what God says we are, capable. We're capable to do it. See? Intelligent. God's women are full of intelligence. Yes. We're virtuous. We're full of virtue. A capable, intelligent, and virtuous woman, who it, who is he who, who can find her? She is far more precious than jewels. Her value is far above rubies or pearls. The heart, I love this verse, verse 11, the heart of her husband trusts in her confidently and relies on and believes in her securely so that he has no lack of honest gain or need of dishonest spoil. She comforts, encourages, and does him only good as long as there is life within her. That's good. Yeah. She works with willing hands and lets, she brings her household's food from afar. She, she rises while it is yet night and gets spiritual food for her household and assigns her maids their tasks. I like that, spiritual food. Yes. That just goes to show you, um, we were doing a broadcast the other day, but to get up early, set yourself aside time to be yes. with the Lord, to pray. Because I was saying that when you um, start your day like that, it's like a clean slate. You just woke up, you're fresh in your mind, mm -hmm. because it's a lot harder to spend time in the Word at the end of a day when you're tired yes. or you've been stressed out if you're a stay-at-home mom or you've worked all day and now you're coming home at 5 o'clock to prepare food for your family, mm -hmm. you're a lot, you know, your guard's down, you're tired, you don't want to do it anymore. Right. But I like that. It's, you know, a requirement of a Proverbs 31 is to get up early yes. and receive spiritual food. Mm -hmm. I like that. Verse 16, she considers a new field before she buys or accepts it. So she's, she's, she's a great woman. Yeah. She's getting ready to buy a field here. She girds <laughs> herself with strength, spiritual, mental, and physical fitness for her God-given task, makes her arms strong and firm. This is what Carolyn does every day. She gets up and exercises, <laughs> runs, lifts her weight. She's got muscles. <laughs> she's got guns. <laughs> Verse 18, she tastes and sees that her gain from work and with and for her God is good. Her lamp goes not out, but it burns on continually through the night Amen. of trouble, privation, or sorrow, warning away fear, doubt, and distrust. She lays her hands to the spindle. 
Her hands hold the distaff. She opens her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out with her hands to the needy, whether in body, mind, or spirit. She fears not the snow for her family, for all her household are doubly clothed in scarlet. She makes for herself coverings, cushions, rugs of tapestry. Her clothing is of linen, pure and fine, and of purple, such as that of which the clothing of the priests and the hallowed cloths of the temple were made. Her husband is known in the city's gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes fine linen garments and leads others to buy them. She delivers to the merchants girdles or sashes that free one's one up for service. Strength and dignity like are her that. clothing, and her position is strong and secure. She rejoices over the future, the latter day or time to come, knowing that she and her family are in readiness for it. She opens her mouth in skillful and godly wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness, giving counsel and instruction. She looks well to how things go in her household, and the bread of idleness, gossip, discontent, and self-pity she will not eat. Her children rise up and call her, call her blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied. Her husband boasts of and praises her, saying, Many daughters have done virtuously, nobly, and well, with strength of character that is steadfast in goodness, but you excel them all. Charm and grace are deceptive, and beauty is vain because it is not lasting. But a woman who reverently and worshipfully fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates of the city. Amen. Amen. I want to be that woman. I know. She's that, a wonderful woman. Yeah, and like she sets the tone in her home. Yes. She's got wise words. Mm-hmm. She gives instruction with kindness. Amen. You know, it doesn't mean that we've never had a hard day. No. But it's how we choose mm-hmm. to have the things that come out in our heart out of our mouth. Yes. Tone is everything. That's one thing I always, I'm speaking to my kids, watch your tone. Mm-hmm. You love each other. Just answer each other in a kind way, in a kind word. Watch your tone because tone is everything. Yes. Tone expresses how you feel. So we have to be careful that just because we feel a certain way, we aren't using a terrible tone to our husbands. Yes. Especially because lots of times, you know, like you said, for men, you know, we're the emotional ones. So they're looking at you like, I don't (laughs) even know where that came from. So what did I do? You know what I mean? Like we've built it up in our mind all day long. And then when they come home, we're like unleashing. And he's like, uh, (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. Well, I really appreciate you being on here with me today. Um, I know it says in Titus 2 that these older women, I'm not calling you mm-hmm. old. I am. No. Um, Let me tell you I'm something. I'm 62. You look her up, Bonnie <laughs> Shuttlesworth, and she hasn't aged in years. Thank you. She is beautiful. <laughs> but it says in Titus 2, verse 4, these older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure, to work in their homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands, then they will not bring shame on the word of God. And I really feel like that is a life, everything you, 
it's mentioned here is a life that you live and it's something I strive to go after and I really feel that younger women should do the same and not and, and like you said focus on the word and the desires of what he wants you to do and pleasing because yes. it all comes down to are we pleasing to the Lord? Yes. At the end of the day, was it pleasing to our Heavenly Father? Mm -hmm. And if you can look back and say it wasn't, then let's look and check ourselves and say, where did we go wrong? What can we work on for ourselves? Because working on ourselves will actually help change your husband as well. He'll yes. see a change, like you said, if he's saved or unsaved. And if he's unsaved, he'll want to know more about your Jesus. Mm -hmm. And if he is saved, then it helps him listen to the Holy Spirit more mm -hmm. to make that change within. Yes. So before we go today, will you pray for each and every um, yes. young wife out there uh, mm -hmm. and any age? Because, you know, like you said, working on marriage, it, it's it's a work until the Lord comes back. Yes. It's not all of a sudden you hit a certain age and there's no more effort that has to be put into mm -hmm. it. I believe it's a constant effort until the Lord comes back. Yes. So Amen. if you would pray strength and encouragement to these women, I know that they will receive it yes. and they will apply it and their marriages will be the best from this point on. Yes. Thank you, Lord. We just thank you for your word today. We thank you for the Holy Spirit yes. that leads us and guides us into all truth. Oh, Lord, you convict us and show us, Lord, when we're doing something wrong. You show us, Lord. We ask you to show us. It's not a bad thing. Um that you correct us. It's because you want us to be the best we can be and to to be pleasing to you so that we're, our families can be blessed. We ask you, Lord, to show us where we need to change. When we're being uh, disrespectful, Lord, or we're not acting according to your word, we pray that you would show us and that you would not help, help us not to be upset and sad about it, but to be glad that we can work on ourselves. We can change. We can have great homes and great marriages. And so we pray, Lord, that you would help this word to be revealed to us in a great way that we can be filled with wisdom. We are, we declare that we are filled with wisdom, yes. understanding, and Amen. knowledge. We declare that we are loving wives. We thank you, Lord, that we pray for those husbands today that don't know you. We come into agreement with these wives right now that are yes. listening. We pray the Holy Spirit come upon them. Draw those Amen. husbands to yourself. Help them to have a great hunger and desire for the things of God. Let them see the wonderful blessing that there is to have you as our Lord and our Savior. And we pray, Lord, for every wife that you would give her the words to speak. Yes. Help her not Amen. to say the things she shouldn't say, but help her, Lord, each one that we would think before we speak. Help us to show that respect and honor and to be adoring to our husbands, O oh Lord. Oh, we just thank you, Father, for uh, what you're doing in our lives and that we're, we are, we declare we are going to have great marriages and yes. peaceful and loving homes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with us this week on Nonstop Mom. If you have any questions, any further questions, uh, especially to this topic on marriage, uh, you can send that to me. I can also have my mother-in-law respond as well. Um, so you can reach me on Nonstop mom.net 
uh, my website. You can also go to my Facebook page, Nonstop Mom, or on Instagram. It's just Carolyn Shuttlesworth, my name. And I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much. Be encouraged. Uh, like we said earlier, he's provided with us women everything that we need to do yes. to be the best mom, to be the best wife. Um, and and if you're not married or a mother yet, then to be the best woman. He's yes. We are capable to be exactly how God has called us to do. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next week. Or I won't see you, but I will talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>